0: that's our podcast you said that pretty good Mm -hmm. okay okay
1: all right we're on hello everyone
0: (laughs) a little bit of technical difficulties that's a great uh, way to
1: start the day hi katie
0: hi and welcome to the spiritual
1: involution i'm
0: finally back with you you've been gone for so long
1: it has been a little while i've been in france and uh On a pilgrimage, we were looking at the Cathars and their relationship to the Catholic Church and the Crusades and the Albigensian Inquisition. It was um, not light.
0: Yeah, but but all you bring back to the churches in your sermons is that you just... Cheese.
1: Cheese. Cheese
0: and bathrooms and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I did not say
1: bathrooms. Yeah,
0: there was something about you having to pee really bad and like you couldn't hold it so you got off the train and that was like your first sermon that was was like about peeing please let's go on okay (laughs) So,
1: so katie it's been a while what is the spiritual involution
0: well it's the idea of involving looking at yourself inside so that you can outwardly help to evolve the collective consciousness as a whole rather than pointing at what needs to happen outside of you you know. Maybe take a look at you and and that will then radiate outward and create the domino effect.
1: And why why a podcast?
0: Well, podcasts, I love podcasts. I love conversation. I love uh, picking at your mind. I mean, you to me are like a professor at, in college that I just wish I could sit down with and discover what goes on in your head. And I feel lucky to come here on Sunday and hear you speak. And I know some people either want to step into a church for some reason or maybe don't have the time. So just kind of taking it to the streets, as we say, putting it out there for the outside world to grasp. And and maybe it'll catch the ear of somebody who needs to hear a uplifting message.
1: So what is it you want to talk about today?
0: Well... Sometimes uh, as I go about life, there are radiating themes that seem to be circulating. And for me this week and maybe further, it's been this idea of silence and stillness and the negative space of things. So uh, as an artist who went to school for art, a big part of drawing is to see the negative space to create the form that's always held something for me that seems powerful and I was listening to a meditation this week and I keep listening to it and it's about stillness and it's about silence and it's about in my mind that negative space of drawing where you overlook it but that's actually where the form is that's where the shape is is in the negative space so for example, if, I, if you were to draw me right now, yeah. although the podcast people can't see me, but I'm making a shape with my arm. And where this looks like a triangle, if you were to draw this, what you'd really be drawing is this negative space to create the shape. So without the negative space of this air, you can't see the shape of my arm. Okay. And to me, that's where the stillness lies, so. So
1: using the word negative space, do you mind if I find another word? Like I'm thinking uh, the contrasting space. Or the only because so many of our folks are um, their world is about positive affirmation, positive life, and, and negative trouble.
0: Well, don't take it as negative in that sense. Take it as the absence of matter. Thank you. That helps. So the absence, the nothingness.
1: So what you wanted to explore today is your thoughts about stillness and silence. Right.
0: And I'd like to read a passage. I don't think I ever say his name right, so you might have to help me. Uh, he's a, a big guy in the spiritual world. Edgart... Tolley. Tolley. Okay, it. Tolley, Tolley.
1: He calls himself Edgart Tolley.
0: Tolley. Okay. Well, he has I a... I think. M- I hope so. If if we're butchering your name, Edgart, sorry about that. Forgive us. <laughs> but um, I really was drawn to something that he was saying in a meditation, and I wanted to go ahead and read it. I don't know if I could do it in the Edgart way. That's so lully and <laughs> meditative. But I could try. Would you mind if I did that? No, I love it. Okay. Who are you texting?
1: I'm actually looking to see what um, Google says about how do you pronounce our cartole. Oh, okay. It's pronounced ek hard. Oh, they say that last E is not, is not silent. Okay, a yeah, tole.
0: Okay, so we're right
1: okay but uh, anyway so you're reading you're reading from Eckhart
0: yes and he this is a whole it's about 40 minutes this meditation I'm only doing this first part which I think will draw us into the conversation okay and I just loved it so it's about stillness and silence and he says when you lose touch with inner stillness you lose touch with yourself when you lose touch with yourself you lose yourself in the world Your innermost sense of self, of who you truly are, is inseparable from stillness. This is the I am that is deeper than name and form. Stillness is your essential nature. The equivalent of external noise is inner noise of thinking. The equivalent of external silence is inner stillness. Whenever there is some silence around you, listen to it. That means just notice it. Pay attention to it. Listening to silence awakens the dimension of stillness within yourself. It is only through stillness can you be aware of silence. See that in the moment of noticing the silence around you, you are not thinking. You are aware but
1: not thinking. You
0: have stepped out of thousands of years of collective human conditioning. I'll stop there. So this... What's that from? It's a app that I have on my phone, and it gives you meditations and speakers and music, and it just happened to have been in the app. I don't think it's a, a thing you can look up. I don't know. Mm. Uh, perhaps it is. I haven't looked beyond the app, but I was drawn to it, and I liked the idea of being still, and I've heard you talk about it before. In fact, you kind of mentioned it last Sunday about us having a hard time with the English language and silence Us being silent. And what is that? And is there richness in, in silence? Is there something to be learned in what I'm calling negative space or the absence of matter or the absence of thought itself where you just truly are. And this can be separate from external noise. It's a silence I'm talking about in your body, you know, in, in your mind that's breaking away from thought.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering, where. when did this pop up into your app?
0: I think I found it. I was just searching for a title that called to me, and it called to me, so I pressed it. And then, That was today? No, this was uh, earlier this week. I've been listening to it on repeat because... Oh, we're going to the silent retreat this week. Okay. And so that's probably why I was drawn to it, actually. I was like, you know, I'm going to be silent soon. (laughs) Maybe I'll get into this mode of silence. And uh, then I've been wearing these mala beads, and I've been trying to, on my spare time in silence, just repeat being present, being present, being present in the moment. So a lot of things are calling to it.
1: While you were reading um, from Eckhart, I was reflecting on... Deepak Chopra, he says something about God can be found in the gap, the gap between words. Mm-hmm. Meaningful life can be found in the gap, which is the silence.
0: Yeah. He kind of goes into that as well about the gap. And again, it's that silence. It's And it's that space between inhaling and exhaling that Jan and Suzanne were talking about. Mm. And the space in between each note in a in a symphony or in a musical piece right without the space it would just be noise combating each other and it wouldn't be beautiful it's it is the space that creates the beauty
1: how do you find silent time being that you're a mother of a kindergartner and a toddler
0: well it's hard that's why I think what I'm drawn to is the inner silence, the inner space where you can be in a stillness in noise.
1: Are you able to do that?
0: I'm starting to. I feel like it's how? a muscle. Yeah,
1: I want to know how. You, <laughs> I want to know how you do that.
0: It's becoming aware of the thoughts around the noise. So if I can hear the noise and my feeling is frustration. To understand and separate myself from the feeling of frustration. And in there, there's a gap that's created. And that's so start, the gap that, of the silence that forgive,
1: I can... So forgive me for stepping on your words I'm trying to follow. If if there's, a, let's say, a temper tantrum... Right. And you have the, uh, the experience of frustration around the temper tantrum, you then become aware that you're frustrated. Right. So you're not just... Um, reactively or automatically experiencing frustration you're noticing that you're frustrated
0: and and i'm becoming aware of being okay in the frustration because part of the stillness i think is accepting the present moment as is where the frustration and the friction and the noise metaphorically happens is your desire to change the situation or to be different than the situation, and that is when you get wrapped up into the thoughts and you don't see the space between your thinking and the present moment. Do you
1: remember the class we took together? Uh, I think it was just last year, the inward journey. We were the class was called inward journey, and we were using a book called "What's in the Way Is the Way." Mm-hmm by Mary O'Malley, and do you remember in there, one of the steps she suggests, is when you're troubled, be curious. Do you remember the practice was to be curious about what it is, so if there's something in the way, like a temper tantrum, let's say, you're noticing that you're frustrated, and I was actually hearing you describe what Mary O'Malley says in her book. You're curious that you're frustrated.
0: Mm-hmm. That's not what
1: you said, but that's is what I'm noticing. It is a level
0: of curiosity, but not to analyze it. So don't... I My mind mistakes curiosity with asking further questions. And to me, it's even more fundamental than that. It's actually being present in it and accepting it in being. So well, it's not a perpetual cycle of thinking and overthinking. For me, curiosity
1: is not necessarily inquisitiveness. Mm-hmm. Curious is like, hmm. 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 For me, curiosity... Often cause me to to lose language. I'll just watch. Yeah. Then I usually stop and watch. So for me, curious is a good word. I can see for you, curiosity just spurs more mental gymnastics. It does. Yeah.
0: Not mental. (laughs) And that's the thing I think why I was drawn to trying to do this silent retreat is I feel like um, my brain, and I'm assuming a lot of people's minds, gets this mental gymnastics routine down to a point when it feels like you can't stop doing the gymnastics and that is the noise that is is uh can be overwhelming and and cyclical and it just keeps churning in your mind and to be able to break from it is is tough sometimes and that's that's the silence that uh the stillness that i think needs to be a part of life so you can truly feel life
1: have you done a silent retreat
0: no tell me what i'm in for
1: I'm very excited about it. Uh, this will be my, I'm sorry to say, only my third in my lifetime. Really? Yeah.
0: So I feel like I've heard you talk about a few of them. And again, it's always about the food. I remember you eating a lot of beans in the last <laughs> one.
1: It's always about the toilet with you, isn't it?
0: Well, you bring it up.
1: Well, you're the one who remembers it. Well, I, I remember I talk about body a lot, language. I talk about a lot of other things. I found it curious, <laughs> I found it curious... That we were on a silent retreat, and the food that they fed us the whole time were beans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it just puts a whole other picture in my head of silent retreat. Other senses were being activated, for sure.
1: People were so uncomfortable. It was It was delightfully, sweetly...
0: Delightfully, sweetly? It was delightfully,
1: sweetly <laughs> humbling. Yeah, it was it was humbling for so, many people. Anyway, um, we will on Thursday evening when people arrive, we'll have like an introduction conversation. What's what? What are some of the things that could occur for you uh, if you have a nine one one situation? How do you manage it? How can your husband or your kids reach you if they need to? Because um,
0: there's it, no phones, right?
1: Well. We suggest no telephones. Oh. Yeah, so you you are encouraged to have a writing instrument and a notebook, but nothing to read.
0: You can't even read?
1: Nothing to at read. At night, you can't read? We're suggesting that. Oh. Nothing to read. But, um,
0: so why reading? Is that because that makes the mental noise of conversation in your head?
1: For, like you were describing your malas. For me, silence is... Um, even using language is not necessarily spoken words, but it's um, observed words. Hmm. So there really isn't silence for me. And writing is a one-way activity. Writing is a, is like a download. Hmm. It goes from inward out, as opposed to outward in.
0: I like that. That's true.
1: So we're looking. We're looking to go from the in outward. We're like trying to coax something, or allow, or invite something to. To begin to make itself present.
0: Do you write a lot? I do. Do you ever feel like you write something and then you later look at it and can't believe you wrote it? Like no. it's it's a weird no. that you wrote that. Or sometimes
1: I look at it and I don't know what I meant. Oh. So I have no context. Like, have you had that experience where you maybe like you're in a dream state and something was uh, meaningful or informational and you may have written it down, but in the morning. It doesn't make sense because it was linked to mm. so many other things.
0: Not so much. I just have the feeling of looking back at past writings that I've done and think, whoa, <laughs> was well, that you're, me?
1: You're a superstar human being. I can see you doing that.
0: No, well I don't feel like it's me. So I wonder if it, because when you're talking about the just coming out, it, it almost does feel like it's something going through you. That's not you. Almost. The download. Yeah.
1: Kathy-Ann says to me, stay close to the download, David. Stay close to it.
0: Do you think silence has any effect on being close to this download?
1: Yes. Um, And silence uh, uh, silence itself can be metaphorical for me. I thrive in human interaction. I love relations. You
0: are a people person. Yeah,
1: definitely. So going to the gym, let's say, um, is not as enjoyable when I'm doing it of my own accord. But when I got a, a group of people, like a posse, I am thrilled. Today, there were a couple of women that joined me and it was a delightful experience. I love my interaction at home with Mauricio. And uh, last Friday, it was my birthday, and he was at work and he didn't stay home like he does he used to. Many Fridays, he would work from home. I'm telling you this because I had probably six hours of non-human interaction. No talking, no text messaging, no telephone calls. And that's the day I would go about uh, doing laundry, changing the bedding, um, getting my clothes ready for Sunday, maybe pondering my Sunday sermon, my message. Those six hours were like having an extra eight hours night sleep. Mm. It was like I felt like a new person. Yeah. So your, I think your question was,
0: does silence help you be close to this download? Totally, this I felt connection. liberated.
1: I felt alive, um, spontaneous, fully present, and and um, less reactive. Like uh, constantly reacting to the reminders of my calendar, reacting to the next thing that's on my appointments, uh, the next, the next thing I have to produce or to give or to attend. I um, I felt organic.
0: Hmm. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah.
0: So do you think you need that more?
1: I was saying to Mauricio yesterday, I, I must make time for it. Right. I must.
0: It's funny because my husband has Tess right now in Florida. So Tess is the three-year-old? Tess is the three-year-old who I'm, she's not in any daycare or anything. And so she's basically like another arm all the time. She's there when I wake up the first thing in the morning. She's there with me all throughout the day. And I love her. I really value this time before they go to school as, I mean, my only time when I'm fully there, you know, 100%. I'm I'm their world. And I know it's such a fleeting moment. But when I dropped my son off at school today, I became aware I was in the car by myself And that I had this freedom to read or write or do anything, really, that I wanted to. And it made me feel the same way as maybe I should get her into something, even just twice a week, that's for a few hours that I can guarantee I have this space of my time. Even if it's sitting in solitude, there is something, it feels like fresh air, like vital. (laughs) For
1: me, it takes time. well. So, uh, like I can't sit in a room with a lot of activity and then have interruptions regularly, like questions asked, Hey, have you paid the bill for this? Or, um, can you go pick that up at the post office? The, the kind of conversations we have on Sunday, some people call it a sermon. Those ideas are plotting out. It actually takes time of non-speaking. Like, like I can't just pluck out ideas and thoughts and hammer them down it requires, it requires a period of time of wandering, a period of wandering. Mm-hmm. My mind's wandering. I'm wandering the house without any structured time. Kind of like when we were kids, we had unstructured playtime. Yeah. My mind needs that now.
0: I, I get that. Do you feel as well that your creative process or, or your being of childlike wonderment goes in almost a, a cyclical wave Like right now, I feel like I'm entering this very introverted, observational, creative state. And I recognize when I dip into them that that's where I see magic. And then I'll get out of it. And it's like that's when I'm supposed to produce the magic that I saw. And it takes me on this really amazing ride. But I think I come off antisocial. Like even on Sunday, Susan was like, are you okay? You seem extra quiet. And uh, I am fine. It's just that I'm... I am entering the season that happens, and I saw this bee yesterday that was sitting in the sun, and I got out my macro lens, which is a lens that allows you to really hone in close on a small object. I tried to capture the bee, but he flew away, and I was kind of bummed, but it led me to a leaf across the way in the yard, and the leaf was so beautiful. The sun was shining through it, and I noticed at the top of its edges, they were starting to turn brown, but it was still connected to the branch on the tree. It was still connected to its life source, yeah. but the aging process had begun. Yeah. And I captured it and I went to look at it and I was stunned by the magic of it. The representation of finding a leaf in a state that you don't usually see in your mind. It's either alive, fully blossomed on the tree or it's fallen and it's it's done with its life to return to the earth. And I found this little piece so beautiful. And I like started almost feeling so sentimental about this leaf. And then I wrote about it and it's like a poet, poetic state comes out of it, but I can't always be in that way. And it's almost like in this quiet silence that my body naturally wants to go into to get to these peaceful, magical moments that I think in another time would be overlooked.
1: When's the last time you had that?
0: I don't know. They, they come and go, and I don't know if they are attached to... Is it related
1: to you being in the house by yourself?
0: It might be. It probably is. Because
1: your son was with his grandmother, and your daughter was with your husband?
0: Right, yeah. That, and and I don't know if there's some hormonal changes, or what the... Sometimes I think it's almost seasonal, you know? There's just different... Okay. I, I was at a retreat, and a woman uh, talked about the veil being thin right now. Have you heard of that before? So between seasons, as they change, the veil is thin, so spirits can come in and out easier.
1: In uh, the Celtic tradition, there are, you know, we have four seasons. Um, you know about them, obviously, winter, spring, summer, fall. Uh, they, they're known as the autumnal equinox, the, the vernal equinox, etc. In the Celtic tradition, they also look at what they call the, the cross quarter days. The cross-quarter day would be um, between, let's say, between autumn and winter. Exactly in the middle is what we call Halloween, mm. or or Samhain. Samhain, as they say, is the day that the veil is the thinnest. I'm not sure I believe that because yeah. I think it's always thin or always thick, depending on me. But you said the veil is thin. Why would you bring that up?
0: I think it's just the that might be why. I'll, as well as the silence, but I'm wondering if that's why I'm being called more to nature with these these little things are catching my eye on Sunday Yesterday was that yesterday? That yeah. was yesterday. I had another moment. I came out and There's the labyrinth in front of here, right? Yeah, and there was an older woman who was dressed in this awesomely pink um, it Looked like polyester suit. Yeah, do you know who that is? I don't know. She's beautiful She was in the center of the labyrinth, and then there were kids running all around her. And I just was taken back by, again, the metaphor of it. Like, here's this the wise one in the center. Yeah. And these kids are trying to follow the path to get to the center all around her. And they they were running so fast. They're like blurs. Mm. And then there's this strong, beautiful, wise woman in the center of the labyrinth. I'm like, where's my camera? This is where I wish I had it, you know? And... uh, But... It's just as if these type of things are coming to me as if from God, like look at the beauty in this. Whereas there's sometimes I don't think I slow myself down enough maybe, or is it the veil or whatever it is? I would have walked right past that scene and not seen it.
1: So where is stillness and silence related to that?
0: I I think it might be. I think again, it's not the stillness and silence of it being quiet. It's the stillness in your mind to be present in the moment, to see the things in front of you, to stop, and and the quietness of your mind allows you to see the leaf, allows you to feel this image in front of you of the older woman with the kids running around. It's or the when bee. right or the bee. It's it's the internal gymnastics that you talked about earlier, the internal noise where you're constantly in your head instead of in the now, and the and that is where the silence is rich. That's where. The stillness is. And that doesn't mean nobody's talking. It means you're here and you're seeing the download. The download is just right at your fingertips. It's everywhere around you, right? And I love that. and I just, But I wonder if you're meant to go in and out of it because maybe you can't have always be in silence and it'd be nothing. You have to have well, the musical notes in between.
1: Esther and Jerry Hicks talk about the contrast. There's not good or bad. There's just contrast. Mm-hmm. There's this and there's that. But this without that wouldn't be this. It would just be.
0: Right. And the balance of all is what creates the symphony. If you, you can't have all the silence. You can't have all the notes. So there's times to be doing the gymnastics, right? There's times to be thinking conceptually, to be reading a book, to talking, to being loud. But if you don't get the gap in there, it's just like someone constantly going, Ey! I get it. <laughs> So how do how does one, I think the world and our lifestyle often errs on the side of the conceptual gymnastics, the noise, the busyness, the Google calendars that are always giving you noises and reminders. How does one implement silence more purposefully?
1: I put it on my calendar.
0: <laughs> you get a... I so actually, you do that. Okay. I
1: actually block out my calendar.
0: And it says, stay silent, stay still. It's me time. Me time. Does it work?
1: It does. It does. That's why I had no dates last uh, Friday. No appointments. Um, and I chose the time when the house would be empty. It was just me.
0: And is that was that like a birthday gift to you? Was that how you wanted your birthday? It was
1: such a lovely day. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed then when... It came time to join people for festivities. I was very happy to leave the quiet and and get into the presence of my friends.
0: Right. You, you kind of were recharged. You yeah. had your silence. Now you're ready yeah. for the noise. I like that.
1: So for the people listening, I would ask them to ponder, what are, what are you noticing about your thinking right now? Right. What are you noticing?
0: Be the awareness behind the thinker.
1: I don't have anything else right now, do you?
0: I don't. I like this discussion, though. I like where it's going, and I'm excited for the silent retreat, and I'm hoping... Well, actually, I'm pretty used to beans, so I suppose I'd be okay with beans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's a different location.
0: You know John calls me beans, because when he met me, it's all I ate. I, was, I like, ate a can of beans every day. So. Beans! Yep.
1: Okay, well, are we really going to end it that way? I think we I are. mean, I think enjoy, we should. <laughs> enjoy your beans, everybody. Bye. Beans
0: in silence. Ta-ta. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>